My guest today is a producer and DJ from Doncaster. On the DJ circuit, he's worked with some of the greats, such as Lembra Sainpuri, Bakshi Billa, Apana Sangeet, and now he's making his debut as a producer, coming early next year with Saini Sarinda and Nirmal Sidhu. Welcome, Tony Singh from Chakle DJ. How you doing, bro? Right. I'm good, man. How are you? How are you? Yeah, yeah, not bad. Thank you. So what I like to do with this is um, start off all the way back at the beginning and just what were you like as a kid? What was uh, your upbringing like? And um, yeah, just talk me through what was what was baby Tony like? <laughs> right. Well, like I say, um, I started when I was about five year old. Um, crazy, loving about music. Uh, started playing the talkie, the tabla, um, obsessed with it. I was literally playing the talkie with the, with the you know, door sticks. Yeah, um, yeah. That's how much passion I had. Um, and from there, it's just it just runs in the family, to be honest. Um, all the all the family plays music. My granddad, everybody, my uncles, uh, they had the passion for music as well. So, so when you were growing up, I'm guessing just music was playing all the time in the house. All the time, yeah. We'd uh, we literally play some music and we'll just dance, <laughs> just get up and dance for no reason randomly. Yeah, um, yeah. That's that's how much music was. Um, we'd go to shows, events. Uh, mainly is just passion, proper passion for music from day one. Well, were you just were you just like uh, looking at what your dad and your your granddad were doing, and then just trying to copy them? I guess. Yeah, yeah, mainly like family, um, like you know, like at Mayfields where we'd sit down, we'll get the talkie out, just jamming. Um, really, um, that's where you got it from. And when my brother first started DJing when I was little, um, he started it for like family functions. Mm-hmm. Um, and then from there, that's where I saw it. And of course, he 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 only did family functions. He didn't really do any events. Uh, so just family, private parties, things like that. And then from there, I took over and just did uh, started doing events, and they just grew slowly. So it was it was good. Yeah. So did you always have like instruments and things in your house as well? Like you mentioned, Dolky Double there. Like what other instruments did you have? Just... Yeah, yeah. Um, another thing was we, we started at the Gurdwala as well. Um, of course, Bikita and uh, Tabla from there. Um, but um, yeah, mainly my big brothers. Um, they used to used to play the the Dolky things like that. that's where we saw it. We got it from really. Uh, but it was it was all all good vibes all all the time. Yeah, I think that a similar sort of thing with me and my brother because he's five years older than me. So when uh, when he got a doll, I just watch him and then just try to copy him. Like when whenever like he went out or something, I nick his doll and try to have a little go myself. And then same thing happened with the doubler. He had his doubler. Um, did you just listen to like Punjabi music and Punjabi um play Punjabi instruments, or did you ever play like uh, uh English instruments um, as well? No, not really. We played all sorts from uh, drum drum kits, uh, guitar, um, everything. Like I said, music was just one of them things where any anywhere to go, we just, that's what we do. It's our it's our vibe, no matter what. Um, yeah. that, that's what you look forward to as well. You know, like even now after work, you come on, you want to just get an instrument and play it. Just got that passion for it all the time. Um, it sounds really like a percussion is percussion the right word for like for dolls yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. um like uh what about like um the vajas and things like that because i've seen a few pictures on your instagram and yeah you, you play vajra i think as well yeah no? yeah um i'm not really fluent on the vajra or the keys um mm-hmm. but, um hopefully just trying to learn that that's the next that's the next step hopefully see how yeah but uh we can we can hold a tune like example we can pick tunes up uh black like said it's not just me it's my nephew my cousin uh, we started like a mini band um, first before we like, did anything, and that band was we 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 would play to any you know sort of music English music Punjabi music, mm-hmm. and from there people like on Facebook used to see them used to comment and say wow you guys are actually good uh, for what you're doing yeah and yeah it got, got quite like it started growing and growing and growing and people like like people like Tubsy Tubsy Doki Vala he, yeah. he he got in touch and was like wow you guys are you guys are on fire and especially in South Yorkshire no one doing that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, the only thing we were missing was the key keyboard player or a guitar player, and uh, we we always said, "Oh, we're gonna we'll start a band in this area." You know what I mean? Because there's, there's nothing around here. There's all the Midlands, Birmingham, London. There's nothing around here in South Yorkshire, really. Um, but yeah, um, well, hopefully that's still going. Uh, but but that's on the DJ circuit now. We're doing quite a lot on the DJ circuit. Um, yeah, like we're playing with a lot of bands as well. So yes, yeah, all good. 
As you say, that there's not many people doing it around South South Yorkshire. What is the like? Uh, what's the up and up community like in South Yorkshire and Doncaster? Um, it's quite big. It's quite yeah. big. Yeah, but like ma- majorly, a lot of people do use a lot of people from out of town. Um, like, <laughs> right. Not by the way, but I mean, like when when DJs and things like don't don't get me wrong. There's so many amazing DJs out there. Yeah. Um, but um, when when people do functions and events, we don't we don't do quite a lot in in around Doncaster. We do it out of town, like Leeds, Manchester, Bradford. We do, we do like we travel quite a lot. Um, we're always on the road, so I am missing it as well with with all this COVID. So yeah, yeah. What can you do? It's a bit of a break in it for everyone. As well. Was it? Was there a lot of like a um a lot of up and around when you were when you were smaller, like growing up? Like um, for anybody who doesn't know, a couple of episodes ago was the the Fodgy brothers, the tag team wrestlers, yeah. and they're, they're your cousins, and yeah. that's how we sort of got in touch. Um, and they were sort of saying that in Norwich there was hardly any happening and growing up they sort of experienced um, they didn't really say racism but they knew that they stood out if if uh, if that makes sense um, is, did you feel anything similar in Doncaster or what, was it a, a lot easier and a lot nicer? No it is a lot easier um, of course there's a bigger community here than Norwich yeah. uh, Norwich only has a certain amount of people up in of course down there so that's why it's more it's more English uh, related down there than down here, mm-hmm. um, but down here, no, it's not not been that hard down here. It's been actually uh, quite decent. Um, there's a quite a lot of, like I said, uh, up in it. Yeah. Now, going back to the music side when you were growing up, um, what what other like genres did you listen to? Like when you like for me, a lot of up in it when they listen to English music, they sort of gravitate towards hip-hop. I don't know why. Um, maybe it's just because hip-hop was really big back then uh, in, like, the 90s and noughties. Um, like, you've got, like, for me growing up, it was, like, 50 Cent was really prevalent and things like that. Um, and maybe the the beats or something might be similar to uh, Punjabi music as well. Uh, was that similar for yourself? Was it hip-hop or was it, like, other genres? Um, I, we, we used to listen to a lot of reggae. Uh, okay that, that, that was a nice vibe especially you know we were big fans of Sohortas, um the old school band yeah um, and all their music reflected on reggae if, if you've ever heard of the Sohortas. yeah and um, that reggae I think you know even when we do events uh, mainly we do mix a lot of reggae with our Punjabi yeah and, uh, people people love that kind of vibe um, you know when you mix it up um, so yeah so mainly, mainly reggae yeah um and then in in, uh, in Punjabi music, what uh, what sort of style do you think that you listen to the most? Like, who who was like, uh, if you listen back to one of your old home videos of like a, a fifth birthday or something, and you can hear something in the background, what's that most likely to be? Um, I don't know if you've heard of it, Charnik. Okay, yeah, um, I think so. Charnik or Monkey uh, Sing. Yeah, it was just old yeah. school, old school vibes. To be honest, all the time. And growing up, uh, listening to that music, it's still it's still being played nowadays. Them kind yeah. of songs are still being played now. Um, so it's 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 good because you know that kind of music. You know, like you wait when you go to an event or a party, you know what you're gonna play. Um, yeah. People, especially right at the end, they know they want the old school vibe. So that that straight away, you know what what tracks play like Safri, Monkey Sing. They they're the ones that always every party you go to, they're the tracks. Yeah, yeah, the legends. Well, you yeah. always gotta have a. You always gotta have that little segment in it of like. Uh, oh, school section. You have to. Have yeah, that yeah. <laughs> but even for most of the kids as well, like uh, it's sort of like childhood memories. Do you know what I mean? It's not just like the older generation who like that music. I think there is a sense of nostalgia to it as well. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. That's it. That's it. You got, you got, you grow. You know, even when you hear a track, you think, "Oh, I, I can remember that track when I was little." It brings back like memories and that. So it's. Hundred uh, percent. Um, so uh, as we were saying before, you you got into Dole and Dolki as uh, as instruments, um, and you were self taught on them, and then you got into guitar and drums. How, so how did you actually like start learning like uh, how to play in like in in an actual rhythm? Because you say you you were self taught, but how do you like actually get to put like a combination of noises together that sound good, basically? <laughs> It was just all about listening to music. Um, you just listen to music and try and copy the same sound. Yeah. Um, example, just sit there for hours after school, after straight away after school, won't bother about homework, straight away just put headphones on, get a talkie out and just jam. And yeah. I'd, I'd jam for a couple of hours every day, just, just non-stop. 
and it, it was just it's just great amazing feeling like that's what you look for you know like you got that you, you're addicted to music mm-hmm. all the time even now like it's hard now because of course you're working and things like that um, but I, I still try and make time to do it and um, still always make time to play something but it, it, of course things have changed now uh, but I've still got that passion all the time <laughs> but, did, did you ever find that you got into like um, a a bad habit of anything that somebody else had to like sort of tell you you're actually playing this instrument wrong but you're that used to playing it in the way that you picked it up. To be honest, a lot, a lot of people, um, of course, always say stuff to you that are oh, you're holding it wrong, you do it, you're playing the wrong way. Um, but I just carried on doing how I was playing. I, I never used to listen to anyone. And when you when you're a kid, you don't really listen that much as I think, mm-hmm. yeah, all right. If I'm playing it, I'm playing it. I didn't and to be honest, I didn't know I'm gonna make something out of it. I didn't didn't know that I'm gonna be like releasing the music or doing anything like even the dj sets i didn't know i'm gonna be doing none of that i thought i've just i just love this vibe um you just like i said after hard days at work at school and things like that, you just come home and you just you're just in your own zone it's yeah just, yeah it's like when you nowadays you put headphones on you're doing your own thing you're just in that zone aren't you Listen, yeah exactly you own a world that's it that's all you, that's all you want and as you said as you said there like when you started you, you didn't really um you didn't really envision yourself doing it as a full-time thing. When when did you actually start taking it a bit more seriously? Like when when did it sort of go from just being a passion to you know what I can actually make a, a crack of this and have have sort of like music as a as a full-time thing? To be honest, it's it's not a full-time thing for anyone. Um, I don't. Right. They, all right, there's certain things like like the legends, the old school, or maybe they they're doing the full-time thing, but it, it can't be a full-time thing. Music, of course, you have to have a job, a backup job. Yeah, uh, yeah. No what, like, even I recommend that to anyone. No one could say, "Yeah, um, I, I can live off my music or whatever." Um, but it's always, it's always good to have a backup, um, mm-hmm. a backup job. Uh, but I started off like, well, like, like I said, when I was about, I think about ten, um, my brother did a party, a DJ gig, and from there I used to like when he used to practice in the bedroom, I used to like come up and just watch him messing about, and he used to use cassettes back in the day oh yeah that was very hard and he used to rewind forward rewind forward and i used to think wow this is this looks quite good but it looks hard as well like playing a track even when someone used to come to request a song you had to find it rewind it forward it it was very hard nowadays yeah. it's, all, it's all their laptop nowadays everybody's just being dj's got a nice little mixer and they're like yeah i'm a dj um yeah but but that's how technology's gone now it's uh it's crazy but yeah so it started from when i was like 10 and I saw him do it, and he he was like, "Oh, help me do this, help me set up." Mm-hmm. Started setting him up, and I really enjoyed it, uh, doing family parties. And then from there, he just he just stopped, and I I took over from there, and I did a family party from there. I just got some people saw me, and it just kicked off really. And then I've not stopped from from about what major like proper professionally. I think I was about eighteen. Yeah. When I did my first major party, big party. Yeah, and yeah. Up there, just just went off. You know, it it wasn't like a it wasn't like a, a one day sort of wake up. Oh, I'm gonna start doing this properly. It was more like a, a transition, slow transition. Yeah, yeah. It took it took time. It took time. Um, but I got there, and to be honest, I didn't expect it to be that I'll be doing this. Will be my side bit where I'm doing music and parties and events. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it just kicked off, and just just people got to know me and things like that. And that's it. And then. From there, we, we started other things as well, not just DJ. Yeah. Uh, we do, like, band of events. Uh, we do everything, really, services, cars, lighting. Like, I met a lot of people who, who want to join me, and we're doing, like, big packages and things like that. So a lot of people just come here to me and say, I want this, I want that. And we can uh, do the whole event for them, really. Uh, so. That's, um yeah. I, I was going to say, with the, like, you were saying before with the cassettes, um. I'm not going to ask your age just in case you, you might get offended, but I think you might, uh, you might have gave it away there with the cassettes. What do you, what do you think? Like the, like back then it was probably harder to become a DJ than it is now. Like you were saying, everyone's got a laptop um, and you can press play and it'll auto sync everything together. And uh, basically anybody could just fade through one song to another and you got your BPMs all sorted by this magic machine. Whereas back in the day, do you think it took a lot more skill in understanding of actual music to yeah. understand which songs go together and things? 100%. Even like, I'm not, 
Number one, I'm not that old. <laughs> but uh, yeah, um, um, to be honest, it, even like my brother, he had a, he had a set of vinyls as well, and okay. uh, they look very hard to do. Um, of course, I used to mess about on them, but I couldn't like figure out how 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 to use them, and especially how people used to make it look so easy scratching and yeah, it used to be amazing. You think, wow, this this looks wicked, but it was hard to do. Um, so I give it to the DJs back in the day, um, especially the people who have like lasted and they're still going. I know some DJs have been doing it for thirty years and mm. they're still doing it, but even now they can't get they can't get the head around the new gear because they're used to the old gear. It's like they're like, this is rubbish, this is rubbish. We like our vinyls, but of course you can't get certain stuff now. Yeah, yeah. Like certain bits for the vinyls and things like that. So. But then the new generation probably couldn't do anything with cassettes or vinyls. That's so. it. That's it. But like I said, I'm not. I'm not that old. So but <laughs> I've, I've seen people in the past. I'm a little, yeah. So yeah. Uh, um, and do do you think that like uh, that this means that there's well obviously there is more DJs like SoundCloud and YouTube and all this technology has came out. Um, do you think it was harder back then to become a DJ? Because like obviously the the barrier to entry would have been a, a lot higher. Um, yeah, it's like nowadays it is easier. It's like there's so so many people who are got amazing talent, and literally they can just share it with the world. They mm-hmm. don't need to go crazy and go to a label or or nothing like that. They can you can do it. Even like there's people out there who have started small like example singers and they've posted and they've grew they've grown slowly yeah just just keep on growing and that's because of youtube and all the other sites you've got facebook it's like me without that i don't think i'd be where i am today Um, and instagram and all that facebook is because of that i get half my gigs from facebook yeah Uh, yeah, so I get a lot of messages on Facebook. Are you are you available for this day? This that's all through Facebook. If I didn't have Facebook, then it won't be where I am today. Well, as you said, like uh, most of your gigs aren't in Doncaster either. Most of them are outside, so outside it's not like they're coming to see you in Doncaster. It's most of them are probably on Facebook and see you outside. Yeah, yeah. Going back to um, when you said you were eighteen and you did your first gig, um, DJing gig. What was what was that like? What, you said you had your big brother with you. Was so was he with you on that first gig, or was that completely by yourself? Um, that was by myself. So of course, um, I think he came to help me set up, mm-hmm. um, and then he went. And of course, I didn't, you know another thing was I didn't have that confidence to speak on the mic. Yeah, I, I used to never think that. Oh, you don't need to speak on the mic. It's my first gig. It's all right. We'll miss it. And then people like, oh, can you now this? Can you now this? And I'm like, okay. How <laughs> oh, shall I? Um, so I'll be like, I just never had that confidence. Yeah. And now I'm the other way around. Now you can't shut me up on the mic. Yeah. Everyone, <laughs> I was like, look at you, you're right. If you know, like, um, but yeah, you just get into that that atmosphere where you just say, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna go and do my thing. Uh, today's the day, and I'm gonna do my thing. Was that first gig uh, a, a wedding or what kind of function? No, was no, it, it was a birthday party. Birthday party. Only only a small birthday party, but still, you you get nerves even before, even now. Any any gig events. You still get a bit nervous because you just think, how would the day go? You just want the day to be perfect. Yeah. Um, of course, you like the certain things you have to do. Of course, you have to make sure you're you're there early. You, the music's right, everything's right. Um. So you still get nervous. Like when there's problems or anything, then you then you think, wow, what's what's happened? You know, there's always problems on events. Yeah, especially because like in your mind, all these people are looking at you, whereas in their mind, they don't know it's your first time or they don't know that the problem's going uh, behind the scenes. You're, you're the entertainment. And mm-hmm. of course, you want to make their party right and big and special for them on that day. And you want them to relax. They don't want no stress, do they, on that day? Exactly. So, yeah, um, what are you doing? This time? They want to just leave it down to you. And you, you, want, to, you want to rock the party. That's, that's, that's why they, they can pay you for, really. 100%. I feel like, in, uh, especially with like... Um, Indian DJs like Punjabi DJs because our setup is very different to like say uh, an English function uh, in the UK but even in um, Canada as well I think it's a lot different to the UK so I've not been myself but um, there's a there's another podcast called Frequency and Friends I'm not sure if you're familiar with it but yeah there's there's quite a few DJs in in Canada um, and they have that podcast and they've had some sick guests on there as well like a lot of 
um, singers and um, entertainers. They're quite but big. They're quite big. They are quite big, and I'm I'm a huge fan of the podcast. To be fair, like I listen to it quite regularly when when they do upload. But they talk about the sort of like Canadian landscape, and I think they might have had I think one of the Kudos boys on the podcast a while back when they came to the UK or when they went over there, and they were talking about the differences between like um, the Canada sort of function set up for like a, a Punjabi function. Um, in the UK setup, and there's a lot more pressure on the UK DJ that like they just don't experience. That they were saying that like their DJ booth is just basically on the side. It's not even near the dance floor. They just do the music from there. There's they don't have to like you said they they don't even have to be on the mic. That all they're focusing on is what tracks coming next. Whereas I'm I'm sure well what are the extra things that you have to do here that. Um, you might not have to do in either a sort of English event or a Canadian event. To be honest, it's it's like the, even the big DJs here, like Kudos and things like that, they, it, they've got a man for, for each thing. So, for example, they've got a man for the mic, they've got a guy for the, the, the lighting, they've got a guy for the decks. Yeah. So that's all you're concentrating on. You know, like with all smaller DJs, of course, we, we can have that, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, but sometimes you, you do quite a lot of small events where, you, of course, you don't really need that. Um, so that, that when, when you're doing everything, the lighting and you're doing the mic, and you, it, it is a lot of hard work you're putting into it. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, but with, with, to be honest, like I said, you know, the bigger weddings, they are actually getting easier now because nowadays you can just hire a lot of gear. Yeah. Like there's a lot of big companies out there. For example, if I, I, I've had gigs inquiries to india and even canada even um, i got a gig in norway but i never did it okay. and uh, i was like how do i how do i take my gear and all this and i found out there's some big companies out there where they'll set up for you you just get a, a plane get over there that's it do your thing come back and you only, have to be there, and you only have to be there for two days so you're literally walking in get ready go there do your thing you just take your music your laptop plug it in that's it do your thing go so much easier it sounds like than back in the day that's what a lot of people are doing now like example they do tours in india and all this the djs go to you india everything's set for them they don't take nothing plug their laptop in and then you sort it you do your wedding and that's it you go back and you've got a name out there as well and if that if you do well that grows and then people are like you know what i'm going to do this guy from the uk yeah yeah definitely that's, that's, that's what a lot of people are doing now yeah because like they were speaking about it as well and they they were like the canadian lads were like flabbergasted that you the dj actually even had to announce that the bride and groom were coming in or the food was ready whereas growing up like when you hear djs over here like they are the main focal point like anything that goes on it's right uh everybody needs to be quiet or everybody on their feet because the bride and groom are coming in or um Right, we're gonna start turning the music down now because uh, food's gonna come out, or your starters are ready, or this that. Like they are the people who do pretty much everything. Whereas, um, uh, it sounds like it's getting uh, getting a bit more like Canada, I guess, but probably just because there's, um, yeah, it's just easier. I think. Do Do you think finance plays a part into it as well? Uh, maybe like the whole. Hundred percent. It's uh, people are willing to pay more. You pay for what you get. Um, yeah. Right. Like I've I've done events where, of course, people have budgets, things like that. But of course, we try and work our best for the certain budgets. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like I said, if you there's big, you can go to a venue where a wedding where they spend like ten, twenty grand, and of course, everything's done for them. They'll come, even big DJs will come. They'll do their thing and they'll go. But everything it looks amazing. It, but like I said, money goes far sometimes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, this day and age is uh, weddings are going a bit crazy. Like it's like, was, a, it's like competition. You go to one wedding and they're like, "Oh, I had a cake flying around," or, <laughs> had, or something like that. Or I had this, I had that. It's like even now when I when I do events, like when the same people have done come to the same event, they they want to top it. So literally, they, it, they sh- it's just going mad. It's like yeah. new stuff, and you're like, "Wow," you know what I mean? what's going on that's exactly what i was going to say it's like it's i think the finance and the competition is probably linked in it like so people are willing to outspend each other so they get like a a higher quality thing yeah but it's getting a bit too much i think um like even for a standard wedding if you want a small wedding you're looking about 20 30 grand easy um that's it's mad and what what uh when you're at a song uh, when you're at a wedding or a function 
for different different functions i assume different moods and uh, or during the entire function there's probably different moods at certain times but like if you want um to indicate that everybody needs to get onto the dance floor what is the one song that you pull out and this is the banger this is the one that gets everyone dancing um it just depends really like like if it's a, a wedding um of course it has to be a wedding song um if it's going to be like a, a normal party and uh, it's always has to be to be honest is at the moment i think for the for two years running it has to be uh Punjabi mcs bit charlie charlie mm, yeah um, that's been a banger, that's, yeah. that's a banger. Um, of course, for the wedding track, it has to be Ardmiyar Shadi. Um, but the only problem is, like, like I said, um, that's why um, when that's why I used to say to a lot of people, someone needs to get a new wedding track out because something something big, a banger. Because it's like you play Ardmiyar Shadi, it's getting you're getting a bit old. Um, <laughs> and to be honest, people are like don't get me wrong, people are keep getting it out the same the same flex and better music and all that, but. People just we need some new songs out there. Even like for a birthday, it's like you got the Bada Bada Dinayi track. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's the only birthday song, decent song you've got. Yeah, yeah. So like, there's so many producers. Some someone needs to get look at them certain certain points. You know, like certain so like like a first stand song or uh, a Kate Cutty song. Like they need more. We need more songs for each. Do you think? It, do you think people don't do it because like, say if you have like a, a Bangra song that you can play in the car every single day. Do you know what I mean? It's not just getting played at an event. It's getting played constantly. Do you think that's probably why people are like prioritizing like a banger that you can play anywhere at any time rather than... Maybe, uh, right. You're you're right there. Uh, But like I said, uh, if if all the events do come, then we've got no songs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's the only problem. Uh, And nowadays, like in the UK, it's all all gangster, gangster music. Yeah, uh, there's, there's UK scenes just it's just dropping. That's why all the India India scenes are just killing it because their music's coming here and everybody's just loving the vibe. And mm. down here it's just all gangster beats, rappers. Don't get me wrong, it's, it sounds good, it's catchy. You hear some of the songs, you say, "Wow, you know what I mean? This is actually catchy." Yeah, uh, but we can't we can't play them at events. Like I, I'm shocked. Sometimes you do play them at events and they all go crazy and think, "Wow, you know what I mean? How how are they even dancing to this track?" Yeah, um, but. That's how it is, but that's why someone like someone needs to get the old school vibe. The music UKC needs to be back on the on the side. It's just it's just going dead. It's going. It's finishing. So are you not like a, are you not a massive fan of the Punjabi hip hop scene like Sid Musiala, Karanaj? Don't get me wrong. I can't say I'm not. The first I wasn't. I went into it, but of course you're, you're a DJ. You're gonna listen to different kinds of music, aren't you? Mm-hmm. And they're, they're the tracks that you play in the car, and you you put them in the car. And you just have a good drive or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I am a bit like uh, Odila, he's, he's mashing it he's like I've heard that he's getting a track an album with True Score and that's oh that would be really good that's going to be mad that's like yeah, two yeah. top producers singing together just it's going to be crazy um, so yeah I'm looking forward to that but like I said it's just some of the songs what you play you play at a wedding and you like you just laugh and you think wow like on a wedding you go to a wedding even like example Imran Khan um when Amplify came out, I'll be in the far or whatever. Like, I always go to weddings and they're like, Can you play Amplify? And you're like, Are you kidding me? Or can, I, can you play Be of Far? And they dance to Be of Far. You're like, What the hell are you? Are you kidding oh, I can understand Amplify, yeah, but Be of Far at a wedding is uh, come on. Like, oh, but that's the same. <laughs> random, random people ask for random songs. And you, you, the first thing you have to ask them, Are you related to the bride and groom? Because <laughs> <laughs> if you play it, to them and they all look at you think, are you all right are you feeling all right <laughs> yeah, you play bear of they'll be like someone's trying to put some nazar on this couple hour here you know what i mean like foreshadowing some bad stuff there but i could I, i've been to a few weddings where like the punjabi hip-hop scene or like gangster music or whatever the genre is called because i feel like it is by itself a genre now where they do bang because like the, the people that are um a bit younger i'd say probably like 18 to 30 i would say that age range sort of because as we were saying before, like growing up listening to hip hop, it sort of is like the best of both worlds, and you can't just like jump around to it on the like dance floor and stuff. But yeah, it's it's, it's, it's a bit of a weird sound. one. It's the new sound for this for this for this YouTube that is like hip hop. It's uh, but you know what it is. What what we're lacking is the uh, lyrics. Lyrics. There's no. 
you mm. hear songs out of it, it's just it's all rhyming. It's the random words rhyming. There's yeah, yeah. Bad. People the thing is people don't even listen to the lyrics anymore. But back in the day it was lyrics. Mm-hmm. And that's what we're lacking on a lot is lyrics. And like all these all these gangster music songs are just a beat where you hear it, you go, wow, this sounds wicked, but they won't even know what you're saying in the song. You're like, yeah, it just sounds sick, you know what I mean? Yeah, like to be fair, other than a few of the top artists as in uh, as in singers most of the music I listen to, I go off the producer because as you say, like nowadays it pretty much is the beat uh, first and foremost. And then the the lyrics is pretty much like a, an afterthought, unless you're one of the big boys, like Yidol Jeet, you got an Arjla, you said the Musiala. Most of the other lads, I'm just like, if, if it's got a good producer on uh, that I know is going to deliver like a banging sort of bass drop or just a nice beat that you can just drive to, I'll, I'll end up listening to that. But yeah, I... I I, I couldn't agree more to be fair it is the way but I, there is positives to it like we've seen now um sort of got an Arjula on the top of him he released a track with Bohemia in the game this week or last week I think it was yeah. and as I say growing up listening to 50 Cent you would have been listening to the game that is like a collab that I would never have thought the game being on a Punjabi track ever in my lifetime sort of thing I mean, 2020 has been a weird year, yeah, but that might be still right at the top of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Like I said, they, they're big names, aren't they? They, they, they kill huge, it. huge. They, 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 they're the kind of people where they'll get a track out. It's always a hit. It's like the G. He can get any any sort of music out, and it'll be a hit. Yeah. No matter what. Yeah. You've got that fan base, haven't they? They, they can do it. But so I also think like that that was like a natural like so the the other times that I've heard like. Uh, like Snoop Dogg on Singers King is the thing that comes to mind where I think of like basically that going wrong, if that makes sense, like the meshing of two sort of genres. Like it seemed a bit, um, to to use a phrase from um, the Fodgies podcast, is a bit gimmicky, you know, a bit more stereotypical, which is what we were talking about in that podcast. Whereas this one with like the gaming seems a lot more natural sort of thing. Like the flows actually go together. Bohemia is actually like, sick lyrically the vibe and all that it just seemed a bit of more of a natural progression and then if it does go to a lot of the games fans who obviously aren't Punjabi then it's it's um I think it gets a hopefully gets rid of a bit of ignorance in general so um yeah I quite I quite like it like a lot of the times where it's like sometimes you're right what you're saying it's like sometimes it can it can gel and sometimes they can't yeah uh, there's one song I don't like is is Rudama Rudama and Mm. Pitbull I, yeah. I don't like that track. It's like when he said when when they announced it that like, he's gonna get out of pitbull, everyone thought, wow, this is gonna be massive club. Yeah. The song is literally not that great. I, I don't rate it. Yeah, yeah. But it was a hit. It was a hit. But okay, this is another thing that uh, in the music industry, it was it a hit because I say on a lot of the um frequency and friends podcasts that they're, they're not shy of saying that Gurundawa gets 200 million views 300 million views for whatever it may be does that constitute it as a hit because most of them aren't real views i have no idea I like i said you're um, a dj how many times have you played that ever do you mean like i've played it so it's for me that's not a hit then i have other than the first time you hear it for the intrigue alone I don't think I've ever listened to it again or well, you heard know, it. You know, you know what it is as well. Um, like I said, they've got they've got a backing, they've got a name. Um, it, mm. Like I said, it might not be a hit, but it, but for them, it will it will be a hit. Like example, they'll get views, they'll get people to, people will download it and things like. That. But there's certain songs out there who are they underrated where they for us they might be in our playlist and say, "Wow, this is a banger. This sounds good," but it might not be a hit. It might not. That guy might have made nothing out of this. Out of that music, so and um, for Rose, it might say, yeah, it's a wicked track. Yeah, true. Um, but like I said, the views, there's loads of loads of fake views out there. But how who can say they're fake or what? No, no, no one can tell, can they? You look at, <laughs> like you look at YouTube and you look at wow, look how many in two days you've got you've got so many views. How's how's that possible? But it's because of the the name, isn't it? It's like uh, when- I don't know, I don't know. I think you can't tell if if a song within the first week is going from like. 50 million views within a first week i think you could probably tell or 100 million views or something like that. i don't know i feel like there's sometimes where the music video will have in its title or its thumbnail more views than it's already got do you know what i mean okay. it's, a, okay. be, it's an artist 
and uh, if if it, if the fake or not. But because I I am very skeptical of it to, to be honest. Like I I just feel like there's there's songs that in the English market have been huge probably to a Western audience, which is quite big on like a platform like YouTube or whatever. And it doesn't reach half of the views that sometimes not even Guru Dawa because he's quite a big name, but a lesser name reaches a massive amount of views that just, it doesn't compute in my mind. Do you know what I mean? But um, yeah, it's, it's, it's a weird industry to be fair, especially like, I feel like most of it happens in India. I feel like in the, in the Western sort of Punjabi countries it's more organic like you were saying before like people can just upload a song and if it pops off it pops off and then slowly build on that whereas I feel like in India it's very much like right we're picking this person out and we're going to build this person no matter what and we're going to show it through figures on a YouTube page because as I say like a song could be on like 62 63 million and they've already got in the title and thumbnail plus 100 million views and then you check the next day and it's on 100 million views like in my mind that's Right, the record labels paid for the views. They know they're going to get 100 views, so they've already just organised everything in advance for 100 million views sort of thing. Uh, so when you go to gigs now, do you, obviously you've got, like you were saying before, your, your laptop and it's not like vinyls or anything anymore. So do you can you integrate things like Apple Music and Spotify onto your laptop and then so you have like a full library of music or do you have to individually buy songs? No, no, no. I've got a full library uh, of music course and then like i said it's just so easy with itunes and things like like some people used to come to me and go oh can you play this remix on youtube and you think no i'm not because <laughs> if you play it there's an advert that goes on as well you know <laughs> halfway through the song you play it and they're all dancing and the advert goes off you think nah that's not professional yeah <laughs> yeah i mean so you have to yeah like i said what's 79p to buy a song it, and the good thing about it you've got that variety because with with apple music and spotify someone comes up to you you just type it in that's it play yeah, it done. you've got nothing to worry about um, 100%. but mainly spotify is good i prefer spotify than uh, apple music i've re- I've recently just switched over to be fair it was apple music for a couple of years and then i've switched over to uh spotify and yeah i, I much prefer it now to be fair yeah, way spotify way more is, uh, it's i think the best best company at the moment so, definitely yeah yeah especially for like podcasts and things as well um killing it signed joe rogan in it so listening to all of his podcasts on there exclusively <laughs> spotify if you want to get me on exclusive <laughs> um also on the dj circuit you you've worked with some big names like lembro sempori bakshi billa apanas and geet what how, how do them things come about is it that you get booked for a gig and then the the person on that like whoever's wedding it is they also book that person or is it like a package uh, deal or it's actually like a, a long story to be honest um it was a it's a very long story um i did a i did a function uh because i'm i was crazy about music events always every party i do or any function in the family i was always wanted a band like i'd push it and say we want a live band or like to my dad and mom would say let's do live band leave the dj we don't need it we want a live band yeah and, uh, we did a function and uh, because I'm, i was a big fan of percussion um i don't know have you heard of tubsy tubsy talking well yeah um i've never met i never ever met the guy and i always said i'm gonna do a party and i'm I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I want him there. I want, no matter what, I'm gonna get him there. So I ended up doing a party with Slinda Padesi and I got Serge Sahota. And uh, one thing I said on the phone, I want, I want Tubsy on the bulky, no matter what. Yeah. And that day he rang me and he goes, Guess what? There's a problem. I can't make it. And I was oh. like, What are you kidding me? I've just literally booked this band because of you and you're not making it. And he goes, Yeah, he goes, I might be a bit late, but I'll, I'll try my best. And then he ended up coming still. Um, he got there on time. And that's the first time I met him, got talking to him. And he was like, oh, you do DJ? And I went, yeah, yeah, I do DJ. And he goes, oh, give me a number and all this. Whenever I come to South Yorkshire, around South Yorkshire, mm-hmm. I'll give you a call and you, you can do a bit of DJ with the band and that. And I'm like, right, okay. I thought, okay, this guy's too big for me. He, he He's not going to, like, phone me or anything. Anyway, he did a party in Doncaster Holiday Inn first, first time. And he gave me a call and he goes, Tony, do you want to do DJ alongside the band? And I was like, are you kidding? He goes, no, 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 come down. He goes, the only thing you need is deck your laptop, you plug it into their system, into the sound system. I thought, perfect. And uh, so he booked me. Um, they actually, the party was uh, a birth of a child. They had a son, so that's what he did. Anyway, I, I, the first excitement was getting there and meeting all the band. 
second minute was who's going to be the singer, right? And the next minute, Hira came on stage. And I was like, whoa, this is wicked. <laughs> the first time I saw him, I was, I literally, we sat there for like nearly three hours. I sat there watching him. Yeah. Well, that, that experience was amazing. You're like, whoa. And then you did, you do DJ when they've gone off, they go have a break, you do a bit of DJ, keep them on the dance floor. After that, you're done. Then the singer comes back on, they do their thing. That's it. And then that's where it kicked up. And then Tubsy and uh, uh, the the other band started to just call me and say, "Yo, oh, can you DJ in South Yorkshire? Can you do in Leeds, Manchester?" And that's where it kicked off. And they worked with like Lambert, Apunaskid, just it's just crazy, just crazy people. You never thought you'd be working alongside. Like you literally go in a room, go and sit with them. you're chilling with the singers. You talk, yeah. and that is wicked. And you just they just talk to you like, oh, or two times, you're right, how are you? You're like, yeah, yeah, buddy. Can I take, <laughs> <laughs> I take yourself, you know, this is like, yeah, yeah, that's it. Just uh, that's how it just happened, to be honest. Without, to be honest, I'm really grateful for Tubsy. Um, without him, to be honest, I wouldn't be where I am as well. Um, so you give me that opportunity. Not, not to be honest, not they don't give opportunities like that all the time. Mm-hmm. And that's where it just kicked off, to be honest. Uh, and then even now from day from day one, I'm still in contact with Tubsy and he's always uh, even he um it was my my birthday, my surprise birthday party we did on my twenty-fifth. There you go. <laughs> and then he came down especially and he surprised me and he came down and he and he like surprised me, he stayed for the birthday. And, oh that's sick. And yeah, and who does that? That shows um he's got he's got pure love and uh, he's down to earth, proper nice guy. And he comes down surprise. He stays for the party. He goes dorky out. Everybody just singing songs, jamming. And it's just an amazing experience. Um, yeah. So. Is, it, is it weird that like the people that you look up to are now basically like your your friends? You can stay in contact with them. Yeah, hundred percent. It's like, and then when I when I said I'm gonna get some music out, that's one thing I want. I want Tubsy on on the on the dorky, hundred percent on one of the tracks. Yeah. So uh, he did that as well. So. I think that's a that, that's a good lesson for anyone though. Is like it, the opportunity arose and then you grabbed it with both hands, sort of things. And then when yeah, yeah. you just it leads to more and more opportunities, and you just got to keep on taking them. Do you know what I mean? That's it. And he introduced me to a lot of people. Like now, when I go to Birmingham, I get loads of messages when people find I'm in Birmingham. Mm. People message me, "Oh, what you in Birmingham? Come around my house. Come around my house." I'm like, I can't. You know what I mean? <laughs> I've just got, I've just gone down to do a bit of shopping. Yeah. <laughs> people like oh come, come to my, I like went to Birmingham once and he, he called me and he goes come round and this is the first time I went to his house as well and the achievements he's got all over the world he's worked with so many people he's been in the industry for a long time as well yeah and he's played he's played on so many tracks so seeing that as well was uh, wicked it was like amazing showing me all the instruments and all that and we were like buzzing and it's not just me it's my nephew as well he's he's took over from me like, as well and he's an amazing double player and even even Tubsy knows that they're like the next next big thing around here as well. So, yeah, is he yeah. self-taught as well, your nephew? Yeah, yeah, we all self-taught. It's him and my cousin as well. Uh, one one party we did actually, where he did he did a band and some of his band members could make it, and uh, he, he he was like, "Oh, Tony, can you be half of the band?" I was like, "Are you kidding me?" <laughs> I said, "No, I'm not doing it, right?" Because I, I got invited to the party, so he was a, a good friend of mine, and he said, "Listen, he goes, you leave the band." I thought I was in two ways thinking, "Oh, shall I do it? Shall I not?" So I just went to the party, and my nephew, my cousin, they took up, they did the like, my cousin went on the door, nephew went on doubler, Tubbs went on dorky, and they had a keyboard player. Yeah, and, and they had up and they had um, Kes Bobra up and Okay, and, yeah music they did and they played it was amazing and Tubsy saw them then and they just they just killed it for their for the age as well they just smashed it yeah they were better than me you're <laughs> taking over me so yeah it's all it's all good so, that's yeah. sick that's sick to transition to more of a recent and negative note is uh as we alluded to before 2020 has not exactly been the best year and as a dj um I think the the last thing in people's minds uh, to get a large crowd of people inside, put in a dark room with strobe lights. <laughs> um, so what's it what's it been like for like the DJing and the music industry during during COVID? To be honest, it's it's a wake it's been a bit of a break and a wake up call for everyone. Um, <laughs> it's like a lot of everybody's had a lot more time on their hands um, to do do a lot more, but. I do miss it, and I can't, I can't wait to get back on the road. Like it's just been a whole year f- 
fully year nearly been out, not not being on the road, not not even like done anything really. Um, but it has it has got some good positives as well. Um, like with with the COVID and that, it's actually I've ended actually doing two tracks, uh, music tracks. So if without that, to be honest, if, if it didn't happen, I don't know if I would ever actually even release any tracks or anything. But like I said, it's 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 woken everybody up on it. Um, it's 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 been a big thing and a hard hard thing for two twenty at the moment. So yeah, it's giving you a break because you said when we were speaking before, you were saying that you had like the idea of the tracks for a while, but you just didn't get the opportunity to do it. So just just time, just the time, just working, always on the road. Just just now, finally, I've done it. I can just say, just can't wait for everybody to listen to. It yeah, and, uh, hopefully, see what happens with it. Definitely. And speaking about um the tracks how did so you've got you've got two tracks one with Nirbal Sidhu and the other one with um Saini Sarandar you were saying uh how did they come about so because I've got a lot of friends in the industry um DJs and that um because because Covid it was very hard to get to a studio um because mine's actually like underway still Pro, like sort it, still sorting it out at the moment, so yeah. I never had time to do my finish my studio off. So at the moment everything's shut. So one of the DJs, um, I give I give him a call and said, "Oh, listen, I want to do a project, um, and any ideas and anything that like, you can help me with? Can you get hold of any like singers?" And uh, he's good friends with Sandy Sender, and he gave him a call and he just said to him, oh, "I've got a guy who wants to um, release a song. Um, can you send the lyrics and all that? See if he likes it." So. So I sent it to him, he sent it to Sani. And the next minute Sani gave me a call straight away. And yeah. I was like, I was like, this is Sani, he's the Sani. And I'm like, yeah. I was like, okay. Um, and he goes, oh, I like this track. Um, and um, let's do it. Uh, just tell me how you want the tune and this and that. And I told him how to do the tune. And then he sent the vocals and then slowly went to the studio and slowly started doing music on it. Um, and then there was something I did this, I did the track. And something went right on it. It just, I kept listening to it thinking, something missing, I want to try and put something in it. And then it came to that point where, you know, I like the hip-hop. Yeah. Hip-hop then I thought, I want to try and put something hip-hop in it, a bit of a, a like a little sample or something. Then I, then I put that in and I think hopefully it sounds a bit more better with it. Um, this is a song that is written by your brother as well? No. So this one's not by my brother. This is from a, a, sing, um, a lyrics called Jeet. Right, okay. Jeet, um, he's, a, he's a famous writer as well. He he writes quite a lot of songs. Um, so that track was actually he wrote. Um, and then I've got a wedding track done by uh, Nirmal Sidhu. Uh, my brother's my brother's written that one. Um, right, okay. and, then, and then that that was a different story as well. Um, how, how did that one come about? So after I did the Sandy track, um, uh, the the DJ who I who I spoke to, I don't want to say no names yet. I'll have to tell you later on about that. Um, he goes to me, oh, actually, I got a call from uh, Nirmal Sindhu. Uh, do you want to do any more tracks? And I was like, with Nirmal Sindhu, are you kidding me? I went, number one, he's not going to like my track because it's written by my brother. It's not like big professional track. And he goes, no, no. He goes, let's see what you, what you got. So he goes, That's if your brother doesn't listen to that little segment there. <laughs> <laughs> no, because my, bro- my brother, he writes for a passion. It's a passion yeah. thing. Brother, He's got so many songs. He's got Gavali, he's got love, lovey, dovey songs, romantic songs. There's so many songs out there where, because my brother, he, he, when we used to go to parties, he used to sing them songs. And people used to go, wow, who, who's this song by? And he used to go, it's from me. But he won't, he won't like, he's not big headed where he'll be like, yeah, from me, I, I, I did it. He's like, yeah, yeah. And they'll be like, you need to release it. And he's like, nah, I'm not bothered. I'm not bothered. Yeah. Um, and then he gave me the, because even weddings, we used to go to weddings and he used to sing the song. And people used to go, whoa, who's, who's this by? I want to download it. And brother goes, it's not out. It's not out. <laughs> you know what I mean? And uh, they're like, you need to get out. You need to get out. And for years, we've just not, not done anything. And then it was in the drawer. And then one day, I, uh, then with the dinner, but I was getting the solar track out. And then I thought, you know what? With the COVID situation, I'm actually going to get a wedding. Tr- I'm going to get the wedding track out. Because hopefully when the wedding scene's back open, hopefully we'll get back out there. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, Dermot rang me and he just said, uh, uh, "Let's hear the lyrics." So I sang it to him. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to. I was like talking to him first, and he's like, "No, no, sing it to me." I'm like, "Okay." <laughs> so I sang it to him, and he goes, "I like it." He goes, "It's, it's a different vibe." 
And the thing is, you know, the wedding track, it's actually, this this track was actually made in uh, back in the day. It's not the same lyrics. It's just a bit of the same chorus, Vadaya, Vadaya. Yeah. Uh, by an uh, uh, old singer. And that's where my brother got the bit of the idea, but he's changed the whole lyrics to it. Um, so yeah, so I showed him, and then goes, yeah, that's fine. So next next day, he sent me recording him singing it, and oh, I was, and I was like, whoa, this has actually come to like real life, you know what I mean? And then straight away went to my brother's house, and I was like showing him playing it on the TV, and he's like, are you kidding me? You actually get it out? And I'm like, yeah. And from there, and then that's it. And then um, yeah, and then like I said, uh, this song I wanted um, Tubsy to do the percussion on it because I wanted some raw, proper Punjabi percussion. Yeah. On. So um, I did a meeting with Tubsy, and Tubsy like come to the studio. Went to the famous studio, uh, Planet Studios, where all Shindar, Amanir, they all go there. Yeah, and I had the opportunity to go to that studio was whoa, amazing. Going there with all the all the way around, there's all CDs, Shindars, all of you know, like proper only famous, all the famous people go there. Yeah, yeah. That same studio. Sh- uh, showed the track to um, Tubsy. Uh, Tubsy goes, yeah, how do you want it? This is what I showed him. He played the music straight away. Took four, about four hours to do. Um, it, was, it was a bit of a... Is that a, fa- is that a fast turnaround for, for like a song? Because uh, no. I always thought that they'd take like days or something to make. No, 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 no. It took four hours for the percussion, sorry. Oh, four hours for the percussion. Yeah, okay. not, not, not to complete the song. Okay, have, I was going to say. No, no, just for the percussion. So right. we had the vocals and then we had the keys already done or uh, everything set. And uh, Tubsy played, uh, Tubsy, when he came out his car, he had about 20 instruments. He pulled out 20 instruments. <laughs> Are you actually playing all this? And he goes, just in case you can choose which ones you want. And I was like, wow, this is like dreamland, you know? <laughs> and uh, anyways. Uh, it's like real life garbage band where you could just like click on yeah, an instrument. And, <laughs> and when he played it and uh, seeing that experience as well, him playing it, it just sounds wicked. I was just buzzing. I've got like, well, like so many videos recorded just each step or him playing it each, each, uh, each uh, chorus and this and that. I've got like so many video selfies and all that with him. <laughs> Just kidding. It was, a, it was a big bust, amazing experience, you know what I mean, to do with him. And, I can imagine. Uh, especially working with big international singers as well. That's uh, another thing. It's like a funny story was with Sani. When he first came to the UK, first time it was a wedding, and I met him. I was only, I must have been a bit young, but he remembers me from that, from that wedding. Oh, wow. Yeah, so when he spoke to me and the guy goes, and I, I mentioned it, I just said, oh, um, and he goes, yeah, he goes, I met you at a wedding, I can remember you. He goes, you're Jack the DJ. I was like, okay. I'm like, that's, that's, that's a nice feeling as well. That's, an, that's probably amazing. Yeah. It shows like the character of the guy. That's it. And he, and he just said, he goes, I don't work with a lot of people as well. He goes, I've had loads of offers and things so like I just don't work with certain people. But he goes, I know you, um, so I don't mind doing it. I'm like, okay. Well, that's even a nice, um, nice thing. And then hopefully we're just trying to do the video and then just, it's just everything's delayed at the moment for the video. Yeah, because, uh, uh, so so you're planning to release these uh, early next year? That's the plan. Uh, the Sandy one's going to be out first, I think. Um, and then the wedding track will be after. Um, but like I said, it's just all the delays, videos and that, just sorting out. But Yeah. So yeah, it goes, like I said, it's not, it's, um, to me, it's not all about money and things like that. It all, you just want to get my roadshow out there a bit more. Um, just like it's not even that. It's just that passion for music. If if I if I do well, I do well. If I don't do, do well, I'm still gonna carry on doing what I'm doing. Um, yeah, yeah. That I think that's the most important thing. Like if you're enjoying something, even if you're not getting like mass recognition or whatever it may be, like what other people might deem as success. But if you're still enjoying it then you're chilling, do you know what I mean? Then you found like a proper passion. And then if it does kick off, then it's fine because you're enjoying, enjoying it anyway, do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's just something extra, extra. Yeah, yeah, it's like a cherry on top. Yeah. But, um, it's it's interesting to hear that like, he he, must, he seems like a really like nice um, and humble guy if he still remembers like having an encounter with you at a yeah, wedding so many he years was, ago. He remembers the wedding, what like who whose wedding it was and all that because it was actually a big gig for him because it was the first time they, they invited him from India to come into the UK yeah um, so yeah uh, so he remembers like the name and all that he's like oh you was like that wedding weren't you and I got a selfie with him I got a signature I was like buzzing I was like at that time I was like wow I never thought I'm going to be actually working with him 
So it was it was a it's a crazy story as well. I've actually got a picture signed, everything. I even sent him the picture, and he goes, Can you remember that? He goes, Yeah, yeah, he goes, You're crazy. He goes, Look how skinny I am. <laughs> <laughs> That'll probably be like a, a nice little touch of at the end of the music video to just have like that picture from back in the day and then a side by side with you from now would be quite a It'd be, it'd be good, but I don't want to show that picture. <laughs> <laughs> not, not, the, uh, not the best of days for yourself either, no? <laughs> you, uh, in the build-up to this, you were saying that you have um, a sneak preview of uh, some of the clips. So um, would you like to introduce the, the song um, so we, we, we know which one's which? And um, yeah, I'll, I'll pass over to you. Uh, yeah, no problem. So this is the first track with... Um, the mighty vocals of Sandy Strinder. one's uh, the wedding track uh, called Vadaya. So the first, sorry, the first track is called Hundi Abba Jabi. Uh, that was by Sami. And this one's uh, called Vadaya by Nirmal Sindhu. Ardaas hai meri Is jodi utte Sajja rab yaap sahai hove इस महफिल विच बैठे सजना चक दे डीजे वालों लख लख बधाई होवे हो निर्मल सिद्धू वालों लख लख बधाई होवे So that was both of the tracks from Saini Surinder and Nirma Siddhu coming out early next year. And um, as as you were saying before, you've seen a gap for a new wedding song and you're trying to fill that gap with this song, which is, is dope. Okay. Very dope. Well, just to let you know, this is exclusive as well on the culture class. So first place to hear first it. First place you can hear <laughs> it. That's, I really appreciate that, brother. really appreciate that. Um, it, your producing style sounds like quite folk. Is that safe to say? Uh, I think so. A bit more like traditional. So as we were saying before, it's not really like the the hip hop sort of style. It's more so it's I'm more like traditional. That, I'm trying to bring that old sound back. Yeah. Um, I know it won't be the same bringing that same sound, but I just want that desi sound back in. It's mm-hmm. like it's like if you hear if you hear the rest of the wedding track, it, it's not keys and things like that. It's it's more, it's more, it's a modern wedding track. It is in that, in that, in that, in that selection of the yeah. modern track. It's not like the proper Bangabaja uh, tune of a wedding track. So it is, it is. Bit, I'm trying to be that unique style. Yeah. We'll hopefully see where it goes. But like I said, it, it's very hard with the, this, this day and age with all the hip hop sounds and all this. So even I have showed certain people, and they're like, 
oh, you need to do this, you need that. But I just want to have that old school feeling back again. You know, yeah. I can be like, yeah, this is a Disney wedding track. Uh, Plus, it's like uh, it's probably a testament to yourself. You you know what you want. You have a, like a, a sound in your head, and just because something's popular at the moment doesn't mean that you have to have that sort of sound. Like if you're true to yourself, then it's you can't really. Uh, there you like, go. Yeah, you're yeah. right. Hundred percent, hundred percent. But like I said, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna change things for people where they'd be like, oh, you need to do this. But like I said, if it, if it does all right, it does all right. If not, then I'm just gonna play them on my own. Uh, on my own sets on my own DJ it's a be a be exclusive because I've got like a couple of versions as well yeah uh, I've got like another version where I, I, that'll be just for myself um so playing at weddings and things like that but but to be honest I have had I've had a good response from it um yeah and that they're like wow you know what this is actually gonna be quite good um because I've got quite we've got quite a lot of weddings family weddings coming up as well so we could just bang it on there but definitely it sounds like uh when we were talking before about like canada and india sort of uh overtaking the uk in terms of like music like when when the uk was like the music hub was in the early 2000s and things and that does sound more of like sort of the sound that was relevant then if that makes sense yeah, yeah. you know what I mean so it, it, do, it does sound um sort of quite authentically british <laughs> with no affiliation to the channel just <laughs> do, if that makes sense is that like is that the style that you think that you want to have going forward or do you think you're gonna um adapt just to, to whatever feels natural to be honest like 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 i said before i'm gonna with these two tracks i'm trying with the old sound um mm. see how it goes but i have got some other work in the pipeline working with other singers as well uh, but I'm not. I'm not starting on that. But I don't have to mention any names. Um, Go on, give us a little sneak peek. I might have to wait on that. Um, okay. I've got um, a duet out coming out. Uh, this is uh, written by my brother as well. It's like a romantic duet. Um, so, like I said, I can't really mention any names at the moment. But we'll have to just wait and see. Um, we'll just. We'll have to stay tuned onto your social media platforms, which will all be linked in the description. So. Go and uh, go and follow Jack the DJ on uh, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and you'll find out who that duet is uh, very, very soon. Hopefully, if it's okay with you, we'll finish up with some quick fire questions. And the first one is, what are you most proud of? Um, that's a good question. Um, to be honest, I'm proud of uh, achieving my goals, what I've set, um, especially with the roadshow. Um, we, we're, we're traveling all over. We're doing Southampton, Cardiff. Um, it's a proud moment as well where people book you and they know you. Like, even when you go somewhere, they know you. They're like, oh, you're that DJ. Mm-hmm. Um, and you get recognized and it's, it's, it's a nice feeling. It's not in, a, not in a big-headed way, but it's just nice. People come up to you and go, oh, you're that DJ, aren't you? And I uh, can have your number for this, for this event. And that's, it's, that's, a, that's a proud achievement, to be honest. Um, yeah, definitely. Uh, what's your favorite memory of your career so far? Uh, I think my memory, my best memory was at, at the moment is um, when uh, there was a wedding on and um, I ended up in the same room uh, where I was going to get changed as one of the singers. Yeah. And so they were, so literally I was like, he's getting changed. I was going to get changed. I was like, okay, shall I go in another room? And he's like, no, no, no. He's like, stay here. So we got changed and we just chilled and we were just sitting there talking. And uh, it was, you know, Serge Sohota from Sohota's. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a legend in the game. And I just sat with him. We were sat there for hours just chatting. Um, and we got to know each other as well. And it, it was good because um, I, never, I never thought I'd ever like, have that opportunity to sit with him and uh, talk to him. So that was, that was a good good moment as well, to be honest. But, what are you most looking forward to? The weddings in uh, 2021, hopefully. <laughs> just yeah. get back on the road um, and hopefully just life to get back to normal for everyone uh, it's been hard for them uh, there's so many people who have lost and it's been very hard 2020 is going to be a memory where everybody's not going to forget um, so we just want everything to just push over and get back to normal to be honest Definitely. get back to the events so. 100% 100% um, what's your biggest motivation? Well. 
I say this, I might change the the name of this segment from quick fire questions to deep questions, do you think? Because they're all just really deep. I mean, I'd make that joke every episode, so I think I'm just gonna have to do it one episode. Should be like deep questions. Now we'll finish off with. You ask these questions to everyone. <laughs> everyone, these these like five six questions, I finish off on every single episode. To be honest, I think my motivation is my family. I think uh, without them, I wouldn't be where I am today. Mm-hmm. They support the late nights is coming. Um, just everything really. If they didn't let me do what I'm doing, then that's will be where I am today. To be honest, there's all the support as well. Yeah, yeah. If, if you you don't have that family support, then where would you be? Because hundred percent. Um, how did you celebrate your face first major success? No, I can't know that. It's, that's. We'll have to pass that question. Then. We'll pass. We'll pass. Um, what is your definition of success? Just achieve your goals. Um, stay humble. Um, that's all you can do. Keep your feet on the ground. Um, and just work hard. Just keep on ticking off the boxes. Yeah, just that's it. That's what you have to do. You work hard and you have to achieve your goals. It's not. It's not an overnight thing. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. And um, as it's the Culture Cast podcast, the last question is: How do you think your culture has affected you so far? My culture. Mm-hmm. To be honest, I'm proud of who I am. So it's like people, some people out there who 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 say that, oh yeah, um, I don't know, I don't want to get too deep into it, but it's um, they say, oh, like certain things you can't do because you're who you are, like, example, a Bangwala, Tebowala, you can't do certain stuff. Uh, but that's not true. Um, everybody's equal as one. So just just stay humble and do what you want. If, if you've got identity, keep that identity and be proud of it. 100%. So. Could not agree more. That is a good way to finish off. And uh, as I say, all the links will be in the description to Chuck the DJ follow Tony Singh and um, look out for his new music releasing next year. Look out for his duet that he's going to announce soon. And um, thank you for, thank you for being on the culture cast podcast. No problem. Thank you.